to the Career Medis podcast. I am your host Nisar Ahmed. I'm the founder and editor of the blog careermedis.com and this is episode 14 of the Career Medis podcast. And this episode is part of the expert series and for today's expert series episode I'm interviewing Shinjini Das. Um before I have uh, Shinjini talk a little bit more about herself, I I have a brief bio that I would like to do read. And it goes like this. Uh, Shinjini Das is a keynote speaker, multimedia personality, Huffington Post contributor, and brand spokesperson with a social media following of 41,000 plus. An empowering and globally recognized versatile talent, she has been featured on ABC, Fox, NBC, CBS, Sirius XM. Uh, she's fluent in Spanish and was invited to moderate a panel at the Commission on the Status of Women at the United Nations headquarters in, in recognition of her global advocacy efforts to empower women and youth. This past March, she was profiled in Inc magazine as a global hero to share her thoughts on broadening international access to education for girls. Shinjini, thanks. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Nisar. I'm so excited to be here and really excited to get the conversation started. Yeah, uh, same here. I'm very excited. Wow, I must say you have a very impressive bio. Uh, very, very, very impressive. So uh, uh, we have lots to talk about. I, I, I know we can take this conversation into multiple tangents, but uh, after reviewing a lot of the a lot of your videos and interviews, I think uh, for for the benefit of the audience, if uh, I, uh, we can talk about networking for millennials, because that's a question that always comes up. Is is that uh, Um, how, how does that sound? Absolutely, and I think it's so important because the state of networking is very different today than it has mm-hmm. been in the past. So I'm very, very excited to to talk about networking. Sure. One thing I always do, uh, Shinchini, is any guest I have, I always like to find out where they're from and um, also a little bit of uh, additional information that I've not read in their bio. So. If you can tell us where you're calling from today. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm calling from the San Francisco Bay Area. Very excited, West Coast. <laughs> And um you want me to share like an interesting fact or something like that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, San Francisco Bay, uh, most people know, yeah. but I want to hear from you something that something interesting, something that most people don't know about. Okay, about SF Yeah, about San Francisco Bay, sure. Okay. I think uh, what people don't know, that's a, that's a tough one, uh that there is a very strong art scene here. There is a very strong arts and culture scene which that surprised me because I I'm actually new to this area and so you know all I heard about was tech as I'm sure you did too. And so when I found out that there's such a strong like opera scene, like charity scene, like just a very strong culture of giving back, I thought I was very impressed. pressed with that and I'm never leaving so <laughs> there you go well wow. actually I did not know that yeah. uh, because you're right everybody thinks of San Francisco the first thing that comes to mind is the silicon valley yeah. technology yeah, 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 right yeah. and all the big companies in the technology uh, the big shots in the technology world are there yeah. and uh, I think you're not alone um, because anybody who goes to San Francisco uh they don't usually come back so <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's a, it's a one way it's a one way street yeah yeah, yeah. 
So we did read your bio. Uh, is there something else? Uh, I mean, it's very comprehensive, very impressive. Something else that you would like the audience to know about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I think what's interesting about to me and the way that I've crafted my journey so far is that it's been very versatile. And so I'm actually an industrial engineer from Georgia Tech by training and uh, worked in management consulting, work in digital marketing right now, but have this sort of alternate life going as well. So I think it's it's interesting in terms of the media, technology, um, you know, public speaking. I just signed with a campus uh, speaking representation agency. So I'm going to be essentially speaking to different campus audiences. And I think that's great because it just allows me to relate to really anyone because of uh, the background that, that I have. So I would encourage everybody to be versatile and to not stick to just one thing, right? I don't think we have to relegate ourselves to one thing anymore. I think it's very in to be multifaceted and passionate about a couple of different things. And I know for you too, I mean, this is kind of a hobby of yours, a passion of yours, aside from your day job. So I think that's the world we're living in, right? We're all, we all have multiple sides and I think we should embrace all of our sides <laughs> I think that's a great uh, talking point here right mm -hmm. because uh, I don't know how things were many years back but I believe at that point you did not have the opportunity to you worked in a company if you were lucky enough to uh, be passionate about that job great if you had any side hobbies you could not really pursue it but now thanks to technology uh, you know every, anything is possible the sky is the limit you can and it doesn't take uh, the time involved, the resources involved is reduced. So you can do something on the side and make it fun and it doesn't cost much. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Okay. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think that's a good take, a good thing for the listeners to hear. Uh, they have something they are passionate about. They can always try it out, test it out and see where it takes them. Uh, in your case, look at look at yourself like you're, you're really uh, you you uh, walk the talk and mm -hmm. we're going to talk about networking and it is now taken to you in a different direction. So congratulations on your journey. Thank you. Thank you. It's been <laughs> it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's tough, but it's uh, worth absolutely. it. Right. Absolutely. 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 So. Uh, since we decided to discuss about networking, mm -hmm. right? So I always like to ask, uh, everybody has a different definition. So what is Shinjini's definition of networking in, in, let's say, five words or less? Wow, that's a great question. I think it's essentially, to me, a series of one-on-one -on -one conversations. For me, I have heard that a lot of people are scared about it. You know, they don't feel comfortable approaching unknown people, especially. And the other thing that I've heard is, you know, this person is not in my industry. You know, this person is... And my thing is, you know, that that's not how it works, right? How it works is you give, always give before taking, right? That's kind of the principal rule. And then you have to focus on just uh, listening you know, and talking and being authentic, right? It's not this sort of disingenuous endeavor. Like, it's a very genuine thing. I'm I'm sharing my own self. You know, you're sharing your own self. We're seeing if we can help each other. I look at it as a very mutually beneficial relationship as opposed to the, you know, it's like I've heard that it's called fake and that it's not real and all of that. And I think somewhere maybe people aren't approaching it the right way. But to me, it's a series of one-on-one -on -one conversations, right? Very authentic, very down-to-earth, very real and I think more people should think of it that way yeah that, that that's a that's a fresh approach right okay. because everybody else has uh, I mean the general misconception is different 
But let me let me ask you this because what you said is totally different than what you really hear. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, what is the greatest misconception uh, that you have heard about networking today? I think that that it would be it. I'm always very very surprised when I hear people say that it's fake, that it doesn't feel real, that I that I feel like I'm selling myself out. I've literally heard those exact words from my audiences, from my friends, you know, in the professional space, and it always makes me so interested because I'm like what what are you doing you're not doing this right if you feel that it's fake if you feel that it's uh you know not real because you know you're you're never selling yourself out i mean you're just talking about yourself and and what you bring and listening to what the other person brings and seeing if you can help each other right so if i can make a connection for you if you can make a connection for me that is networking and for me you know i i pretty much have a very uh friendly relationship with my quote unquote network right so it's uh sometimes it, it blends right your professional relationships become personal right and uh, there's uh not much of a hard line nowadays right it's all kind of one one world so i think that is the biggest misconception that it's fake that it's not real that i feel like i'm selling myself out so you just mentioned uh, the concept of uh, it's not a hard line and the, the thought that came to me was uh, of course now with technology a lot everything has changed before it was you connected to your circle your alumni you went to an event mm-hmm. now things like network uh, sorry linkedin mm-hmm. or email mm-hmm has changed a lot of that so can you tell us a little bit more about that like when does something like linkedin uh, or email come into picture into this whole networking um discussion yeah absolutely i think that email and linkedin and really any online tools are super helpful in terms of making it easier you know i think before there was a problem with access to resources access to influential people but for example me in my life i mean when i first started on twitter i was able to reach out to so many key influencers you know with with thousands of followers and at that time i had zero so that there was no real reason right for them to quote unquote listen to me but everybody was so gracious was so available and um, you know they they replied to me we talked some conversations i took offline to coffee to meeting you know so i think to me the online basis is great because it really levels the playing field because what do you need you just need wifi right you need wifi and a pretty bold desire to reach out and i will say that you know i have made the majority of the moves in terms of reaching out right so i'm not going to pretend here and say that everybody always reaches out to me you know that's not typically it is typically this is not how it works or do you have to kind of get out there and and make the first move but once you do you'll see that it is pretty often reciprocated so for me the online uh, tools really level the playing field because now it's not about how much money do you have and how much i mean it's just do you have the passion and the desire and do you have wifi <laughs> so i think it's great yeah <laughs> so Yeah, yeah see, you you brought up an important thing and you've been on both sides yes. I believe right now yeah. with your strong network you do get people reaching out to you yeah, right Yeah now I do. Uh, <laughs> no not before <laughs> No that's true now you're you've also been on the receiving side right yes, now yes. So uh, if if there's something that comes up as a concern for you or something like in, in your opinion being on the other side what is the most important networking concern and and why would that be a concern 
Yeah, I I definitely get this question a lot. And I think what the most networking, um, or rather the, the most often networking uh, concern that I've heard is uh, that, that, you know, I'm not sure that this is quality. You know, I have a lot of quote-unquote connections, but I don't know if this is quality. You know, um, are these my friends? Am I going to help them? Are they going to help me? Is this quality? So point being, a lot of people, uh, it seems like, have a, a lot of connections, but they're not sure if each connection is real quality and I think that there is some truth in that right I think for all of us if we go into our own networks there is a potential that perhaps we have you know whatever 600 LinkedIn connections but it's like okay how often do we talk to them how often do we reach out to them are we actually establishing meaningful relationships with them and we'll find that maybe it's not the case right so I think there's definitely a case there to be concerned about right in terms of you are measuring quantity over quality. But there I think that the issue is like, okay, okay, you have to back up and say, all right, I need to invest in a couple of relationships. And it's not realistic, right, Nisar, to say that I'm going to invest in 600 relationships a year. That's probably too much, right? So there's a there's definitely a line. But for me, I mean, I have almost 2,000 connections on LinkedIn. And I'll be honest, you know, do I talk to each one of them? No. Does anyone? No. But I do have a very core set of relationships that I've formed professionally, that I'm regularly in touch with, that I reach out to, that who reaches out to me. And, you know, so we've formed that basis. So I think the concern is that most people think that they have a lot of quantity over quality. But then the way to solve that issue is like, okay, you have to figure out how to invest properly in a smaller group of people. You seem to have a lot of experience, Shinjini, with online. Right? You mentioned Twitter. Yes. You mentioned LinkedIn. Yes. So uh, the thing, uh, there's so many online medias out there. Uh, since you are a networking, millennial networking superstar, mm-hmm. what was your most innovative um, methodology or route? For online networking yeah absolutely so I think most people fall into the trap of always asking first right so if I reach out to you and say hey you know I want to be interviewed on your show I want to write for Huffington Post with you or whatever you know basically asking to do things I think it can be a little overwhelming right because let's say you're taking it from my perspective I don't know you right I've never met you I don't know you I maybe have a brief bio but that's it so for you to come on so strong and say that you want now want to write with me, you want to be featured on my show, that's a lot, right, uh, to, to take in. So I think for me, what I try to do, and, and I've always tried to do this, is to really preface my requests or ask or coffee or whatever it is with, uh, I love your work, right? And again, making sure that this comes from a genuine place. I would never <laughs> recommend that you reach out to somebody that you do not genuinely <laughs> admire and, and try to fake saying that, you know, you love their work and you're happy about what they're doing because, you know, people can can distinguish flattery from uh, what's fake, right? So that's pretty, pretty clear. But for me, I'm very cognizant about reaching out to people who I genuinely admire, who I genuinely have a great deal of respect for, who I genuinely champion, right? So the other day I, I reached out to a contributor at, at Forbes and she writes to amplify the voices of girls and women. I mean, that's all I do, right? So for me, it's a very natural thing to reach out to her and say, oh my God, I love what you're doing. And so we're trying to collaborate on an article. And so there has to be a genuine feeling there, right? And so the first step that I take is I really try to take a deep interest in their work and champion their work and, and genuinely say that I'm a fan of your work because I am, right? So that's the first step is be genuine and give, right? Give that interest, give that passion, give that really strong 
desire to champion their work. And then, of course, number two is, so how, how can you work together, right? How can we collaborate? Not how can I be featured in your interview? How can I be profiled on Forbes or whatever, right? That's very, it's a strong ask. But I would say go with a looser ask. Like, hey, you know, I'd love to collaborate with you on this, right? Is there a way that we can work together to address XYZ large problem. And I think you'll see that people are a lot more receptive to that, right? Because nobody just wants it. Oh, you know, he's calling me to, to ask me for stuff, to ask me to be on his show. You know, nobody likes that, right? So if you can approach it from a collaborative consensus driven viewpoint, you'll see that it's a lot more effective. See, as you were talking about this uh, right now, I was thinking about you and I, the way we connected yes. was on Twitter, yes. right? Yes. And I noticed you recently did a, a Twitter chat, I believe, yes. about networking, millennial networking, yes. and we connected and you saw what I did in terms of the career space. So there was a natural synergy yes. and we decided, okay, it will be great to collaborate on an episode and here we are. Yes. So uh, I think uh, this is a good testament of what he just mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I, I love creating synergies, right? Because I don't think you can do anything alone, right? Let's be honest. Um, as great as you are, as amazing as you are, I don't think it's possible to have that kind of impact on your own. So you need people, right? You need to collaborate. You need to reach out. And that's where once you understand your own value proposition, it's a lot easier to reach out to others who are kind of in a similar space playing a similar game. That, that, that totally makes sense. Um, now, Shinjini, you obviously are a networking superstar uh, that uh, based on your great bio, which, which we just read, uh, someone listening to this, um, they, they might be thinking, wow, uh, how, how, how does someone become like what he just did? So, um, so let me ask you before we get into how does someone, in your opinion, in your experience, what are the top qualities of a millennial networking superstar and how can one develop these qualities? Yeah, that's a great question, Isar. So I think to start a millennial networking superstar is ultra confident, right? Because if you think about everything that uh, this person has to do, and I'm speaking from my own experience, I mean, I have reached out to an N number of completely unknown people, right? 110% unknown. I have no connection with them. And, um, you know, I've had to be very confident, right, in my own worth, right? So there's definitely a possibility of being shut down, of being ignored, of being rejected, right? That's, that's always an option, right? There's, that's always an option. You could have said no to me, right? Uh, the person who uh, we, we connected, she's a contributor at Inc., could have said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not really open to profiling you, but, you know, she didn't. She was the one who actually suggested profiling me, right? I didn't, you know, chase that at all. And so I think there's always a possibility of being rejected, right? So you have to be very, very confident in yourself, in the value that you provide, in your own abilities, right? Um, so I think that's the first step. A millennial networking star has to be extremely confident, ultra ambitious, right? Because I know from, from my own friend circle, early 20-somethings, very successful career professionals, they feel scared or fearful about reaching out to people in different industries and different spaces. And, and um, you know, they're like, oh, I don't belong there. And they're not this and they're not that. So my, my thing is, you know, I'm, I'm very ambitious. I've always been. And so I think that's been very helpful for me in terms of being ambitious. Because if I wasn't ambitious, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's fine, right? I have, I have three connections on LinkedIn. That's enough, right? But you have to kind of have that drive to keep reaching for more. So the millennial networking stars, ultra confident, ultra ambitious, ultra savvy, right? So that's where it comes into, you have to give before you take. If you reach out to people and 
just say that I want this from you, I want this from you, I want this from you, I don't think you're going to get many responses, right? So this person has to be very, very savvy and ultimately very bold about reaching out, right? I, I've mentioned this. I'm very open about saying that, you know, large majority of my successes have come from me making the first move, right? Whether it's scheduling the call with a contributor at Inc., not to be profiled in Inc., but to do something else, the profile came as a result of our conversation, as a result of her liking me a lot, right? So uh, that happened kind of by chance. But I'll be honest, I scheduled that call with her, right? So I think somewhere this person has to be very bold about taking that first step and ultimately just, you know, having a plan. You know, you have to have plan. You have to have goals. You have to target platforms, right? I'm not um, very active on Pinterest, right? Because that's not really where my audience is. But yes, I have an account with like two followers, you know, um, so just being like, uh, you know, being premeditated about what platforms you choose to target. So for me, it's pretty much Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. But for you, it could be, I don't know, Tumblr and, um, you know, whatever else, you know, it, it doesn't matter. So I think um, you have to be very, very premeditated about which platforms you choose to target because you can target everything. You cannot. You cannot target everything. <laughs> so you have to be very judicious about what you choose to target. So if, if I can summarize, yes. uh, if I can summarize yes. what he just said yes. in terms of the difference between an, uh, a networking millennial superstar yes. and, and just uh, an average millennial, yes. Uh, it would be ultra ambitious, being bold, mm -hmm. being super courageous and confident and choosing the right method or the audience to go after. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. So that you're talking about in terms of the qualities one needs or the qualities one needs to develop. Yes. Uh, so the next step, uh, so, so the next thing people obviously would ask is the natural question is, okay, um, I think I can work. I, I think I, I, I know what I need. Uh, what are the qualities I need? Where can they get started? Do you have like one or the top three, top four steps someone can start uh, to begin to implement some of the strategies? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think you just mentioned this, Nisar, but the first one is to identify your goals, right? It's very difficult to get anywhere without having identified what your mission is, what your goals are, what do you want to do, right? What is your goal? Do you want to become a brand? Do you want to become an expert? Do you want to become a consultant? Like, what do you want to do? Because every single goal has a very different list of action items, right? So the way that I would approach, you know, with, with my clients, I mean, the way that I would approach someone who wants to become a brand is very different from the way I would approach someone who wants to become a consultant in marketing strategy, right? So what are your goals, right? That's the first question. The second step is you have to create a set target audience of who you want to meet, right, and, and figure out how to compel them to meet you, right, because that's what it is. You're selling yourself and your abilities and your passions and, and hoping that they are sort of exciting enough and intriguing enough to get somebody to say yes, right, to meeting you. So I think it's a very, very interesting uh, life and, and to be honest you know it becomes a lifestyle very fast I know with you too you're a very strong networker it's become a lifestyle for you right it's become a lifestyle for me so now I'm not like oh my god you know I have to I have to reach out oh my to me it's like it's so simple now you know because you just do it for so long that it becomes uh, part of life for you so I think that's the goal you want networking to become a lifestyle not this other thing that you have to do that is so difficult you know because you're trying to help 
yourself, right? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to com- communicate with all these different people, meet all these different people to ultimately help yourself and, and of course, the world, right? So... I think number one would be identify your goals. Number two would be create a set target audience of who you want to meet. And then number three would be craft compelling messages to figure out how to reach them. Because reaching a a youth group is very different from reaching a corporate audience, right? So you have to figure out how do you target your message on LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever to make them read it (laughs) and to make them look up and and take notice and, and actually meet you right so it's it's uh, it's difficult but it's very doable wonderful yeah th- thanks for summarizing that now i'm going to ask you a question i think uh, uh this might i think a lot of people are in this sport uh because you mentioned you mentioned what to do you mentioned about the whole con- concept of being uh super bold mm-hmm. um i mean you sound you, you sound like a very dynamic individual i've seen some of your videos you're like that so that's great right yeah. uh what if there is someone who's who calls themselves or considers themselves an introvert yeah they do not like uh they're not a fan of big crowds yeah um, if someone was like that, yeah. how does that person start building networks or relationships? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a great question. And to me, you know, I'll be honest, I started off my life as a complete introvert, right? Growing up, I was very, very introverted. I didn't talk to anybody. I was very shy. But here's what I want to say. <clears throat> There's power in being an introvert, right? So I will never say in my audience, you know, in my speeches, in my TV interviews, that you only have to be an extrovert to succeed, because I really don't think that's true at all. Um, to me, you know, I'm, I'm a complete ambivert, so I'm 50-50, 50% extroverted, 50% introverted, and I think there's a real power in being introverted, because it means that you're highly observant, you are highly reflective, you are highly um, just just respectful and passionate and and quiet about your nature but that by no means is is a detriment right so i think that's the first thing that i want to say is if you are an introvert do not think that that is a handicap because it's not in fact it can actually be very very powerful but i think you know obviously you do have to kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit because it does like you said it requires you to be bold so i think that the first thing i would say is create a goal of talking to one new person a day and learn something fascinating about them right because again it's not about oh i met somebody oh what can they do for me oh let me let me think you know it's it's that that kind of it takes the fun out of it right so think about okay I I met somebody what did I learn about them Um, what did I teach them about myself you know is there a way that we can build a synergy is there a way that we can work together can we be friends you know what what can we be so just you know just just taking a genuine interest in people is really helpful and that actually has nothing to do with being an extrovert or introvert that just is like humanity (laughs) right so that's that's the first step the second one is uh you know think about all the wonderful things that can happen from being friends with the right people right people open doors um, they they can support you. They can you know love you. They can really champion you. And I think that's powerful. And again, I've heard from my friends. It's like oh, it's so overwhelming though. You know to talk to so many people. Yeah, you're right. And so then don't talk to so many people. Right? Talk to just one person a day. It's not. Uh, I'm not saying talk to 30 or 40. You know, talk to one person a day. Make it a quality conversation. I know introverts are really good at this. Right? They're very good at be bringing out depth in an individual. They're very good about expressing depth. They're very good about maintaining eye contact, being very real, being very authentic. These are all very amazing qualities. So all the introverts listening, all the introverts out there, you are by no means, uh, you know, uh, you by no means have a handicap. In fact, I think being an introvert is actually a very powerful thing. So use it to your advantage and, and try to talk to one person every day and learn something from them. 
Thanks for covering that, Shinjini. And as you were speaking, something really kept, uh, 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 something that struck me,、mm. I, I wanted to ask you about, as you mentioned about the friendship factor,、yeah. uh, doing this one connection a day.、Yeah. Um, uh, some people listening to this might say, oh, you know what, this whole networking thing, it sounds awesome,、mm. but it does sound like a lot of work. <laughs> So, how do, how do they change that mindset? And you know what? It is a lot. It is work,、yeah. right? It's not, it doesn't, nothing, anything worthwhile comes with work.、Right. But、uh, how do they not frame this as a chore or something that they ha- ha- should do to something that, re- how do they change that mindset? I think that's a great question. I think that they have to look at it as fun. You know, the same way that you play tennis or play soccer, you're going to meet somebody new. <laughs> like, that, you know, it's like the same. Uh, process, right? And so you're right. I think it, it, it mindset is everything. And for me, I'll be honest, in the beginning, it was a little bit overwhelming, right? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to meet all these people. But then I just, I just started being interested in their lives, right? So figuring out what they like to do. Oh, you like cooking. Oh, what do you cook? What do you, just talking, you know, and being interested. Because then all of a sudden it's not some chore. It's not some thing. You're, you're just genuinely interested in what they're saying, right? So now all of a sudden it's not a chore. It's not a task. You're just, you're just actually having fun, right? So,、um, taking that professional context out of it a little bit is actually pretty helpful、uh, because I, I get personal very fast.、So、I'll be like, oh, you know, what did you do? What did you go? And then I'm like, oh my God, we're friends. <laughs> This is great. Because the thing is, once you are friends, right? In a, in a, you know, obviously, you don't have to you know, go out for drinks or something if you don't want to. But if you are friends, then it's a lot easier to have that. Informal relationship, right? I mean, I think you, you would agree as well because it's, it's very difficult to、uh, support someone if you don't like them, right? So, being likable is actually pretty important, which is why I'm saying, like, you know, just,、uh, just, just be normal, be casual. Yeah, th- th- that,、uh, that makes total sense. I think,、uh, uh, I think we, we, everybody's social,、uh, yeah. everybody likes to be connected with others、right. and eventually build relationships and friendships.、Right. So, The end result is itself is worth it. So, yes, it does sound like a lot of chore or work,、right. but you can, it doesn't have to be that way. If you change your mindset about the, the fun you will have in the whole process, then it is not a chore anymore. Exactly, exactly. And、um, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think just, just being yourself, being fun, because all the introverts I know, Nisa, nobody is like a loner. You know, everybody like has friends, you know, so it's not like they, they don't talk to anybody. But I think, yeah, it's hard to reach out、uh, to people if you don't know them. I think that's been a big concern that I've heard from my friends and audiences. But、uh, it's okay, right? Just, just、um, bond on a common interest, find something in common with them, right? On LinkedIn, there's a section called Interest, right? So if somebody's interested in tennis or you talk about Wimbledon, you know, that, that's how you start the conversation, and then you can go into whatever work or whatever it else. But building that initial stickiness is really important, right? Because otherwise they'll be like, oh, this person just wants something from me, like everybody else, right? That is not, not as、uh, effective.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense, a t- total sense. Uh, so, the, the, one of the, fi- one of the、uh, final questions I do want to ask you is、uh, now, as, thanks to technology, the whole networking game has changed, right? It is, it is global now, it's no more local.、Yes. Uh, classic example you're based in、uh, San Francisco,、mm-hmm. I'm based in Toronto.、Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are,、yeah. uh, right? And, and the people listening to this are, I don't know where they're going、right. to be. Right, right, right. The key thing is, as long as they have Wi Fi, they can listen to this. Right. And connect. Right, right. So, are there, are there any steps、uh, in, let's say, someone 
look listening to the wants to be a millennial networking superstar is there like a game plan um for global relationships yes absolutely so i think the first step is to seek to give before you take forever and always right i notice a lot of young people especially just you know because they don't know not because they have some evil intentions but all can 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 you do this for me can you do this for me and it's like nobody is going to do anything for you if they don't a like you first if they don't feel comfortable with you if they don't trust you if they don't feel a deeper connection with you right because it's a very personal thing like and i got this all the time you know i write for Huffington Post and you know a couple of high profile publications and people are like oh can you profile me can you profile my business I'm like okay who are you <laughs> what what do you do like what I mean you you can't just start a conversation like that right so I think it's very important to build a sense of friendship, right? Build a sense of camaraderie first. And so give before you take. I think that's the first step, right? Uh, champion other people's goals, plans, and practice gratitude. I do this all the time, right? I am the first person to reach out to people when something great happens in their life, whether that's a promotion or, you know, some just, just some exciting news, you know, they're very happy about. I'm the first person to say, congratulations, you're amazing. Keep going. I'm so proud of you. And I, and I noticed that, that not everybody does this, right? Whether that's a, a feeling of insecurity or a feeling of being competitive, but I can assure you that there is more than enough space in the world for you to succeed more than your wildest dreams, right? So it, it doesn't have to be competitive, point being. Uh, I think a lot of people are very scared because for me, I mean, I start off all my conversations praising the other people's accomplishments. And I feel like if you're not comfortable doing that, it can be hard to connect on an authentic level, right? So I think that's number two you have to be very comfortable praising others be comfortable expressing gratitude just just being you know polite uh being human <laughs> you know i think that's the, that's the second step and then uh, the third step is invest right invest in the lives of others by like i said congratulating them on key occasions keeping up with them building strong and unbreakable bonds so that people don't associate you with that person who only comes to them when they need to be profiled in Huffington post or when they need to raise money or whatever you know otherwise you, you end up looking fake right so you you have to build a strong bond so that people know that oh no i mean she we've been talking for the last three years and, and only now is, is, you know, she's saying she wants this and wants that, right? So it looks a little bit more genuine because I, I think, you know, being, being genuine and being real will never go out of style, right? Being authentic, being classy, being genuinely interested in another person's life. Like you'll be amazed at, at how appreciative somebody is that you're taking an interest in their life. And, and it's unfortunate, but I think my conclusion is that not many people do it nowadays, right? So if you, because it's always like, oh, what can I get from you? what can I get from you right so if you actually take time to walk in somebody else's shoes be empathetic be compassionate it's amazing what can happen because you're in such a minority then yeah absolutely it makes being authentic is extremely extremely important right. and people are smart right they right. can read through you know, whether it's an email or right. a call right. or even in person they can they can Me know too. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so Shinjini, thanks uh, for uh, sharing. I mean, tons of great information. Uh, one thing, uh, one thing I can tell you, the people listening to this, or even myself, uh, now we're more excited about the whole concept of networking. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for bringing that uh, uh, th that to the interview. Sure. So before we leave, before we conclude, any anything else? Any last word? Anything you think uh, that I I might have missed out? 
Honestly, Nassar, that networking is a lifestyle. That's what I want everybody to know. That's what I want everybody to embrace. Because the minute you look at it as this other thing that I have to do, this chore, this task, it's very painful, right? As with anything. I mean, it's not just networking. Right? You look at working out or, you know, eating healthy, right? It's this other thing that I have to do. It becomes very difficult, actually, to do it. So I think embracing it from the point of it being a lifestyle, right? This is just who I am. I talk to people. I, you know, connect with them on a deep, authentic level. I think that's powerful, right? So I think the biggest key takeaway that I want everybody to understand is that networking is a lifestyle. It is not some chore. It is not some, you know, other thing that you have to do. It is a lifestyle. Embrace it. Love it. Become it. It's exciting. Like, honestly, I have so much fun now doing it. You know, at the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, you know, meet this. Now I'm like, oh, this is so fun. You know, you're amazing. This is this is awesome that I'm getting to know you and spend time with you and understand you it's really exciting so yes uh the key takeaway is that networking is a lifestyle <laughs> thank you very much uh, shinjini uh thanks for all the tidbits a lo- a great information thanks for being a guest uh myself i'm sure the guests uh or the sorry the audience uh, have got a lot of value out of this um thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for having me have a great weekend and i'm sure we'll be in touch Thank you very much. So thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview um, as part of a blog post on Career Medis. Uh, if you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the podcast, the Career Medis podcast on iTunes. And for more content, ideas, tips, resources, go to careermedis.com. If you enjoyed the episode and if you learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review, and if you really loved it, please go ahead and share this with your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. Thank you.